0: And now we take you to Evangel Church in Tallahassee, Florida to another powerful, life-changing message. For more information, visit our website, evangelag.org. You remember the old saying,
1: sticks and stones may break my bones, but what? Words will never hurt me. How many know that is the biggest lie that we ever learn, I think, as a kid? I don't know about you, but, but words do have a tendency to hurt. Words do have a tendency to, to destroy lives. And I think of what Solomon, who's known in the Bible as the wisest man who ever lived. That's a pretty cool title to put uh, on your door, right? Um, he said this in Proverbs chapter 18, verse eight. He says, rumors are dainty morsels that sink deep into one's heart in other words what people say about us how people label us the things the way that they describe our behavior or our actions or our personality that those things have a tendency to lodge themselves and and create deep scars within our heart and i want to prove it to you this morning i want to ask you this and this will include some crowd participation but Think back of some of the labels that, um, that you received as a kid growing up uh, in elementary school or middle school. Some of the names that people called you, the way that they described you that, that have been kind of hurtful, that have stuck with you through the years, and, and keep it clean if you don't mind. Um, <laughs> but tell me, what, what, are some of the, what are some of the labels? What was that? Okay. Oh, <laughs> what are some of the labels? What are some of the things that, that people called you growing up in school? Loser, wimp. What was the one over here? Sa- Sasquatch. Okay. Sass Oh man. Sass. Sass. Sas- Sass. I'm pretty good at spelling, but sass. Oh, there you go. Bigfoot. What else? What else? Anybody else? Biggin? Oh, yeah. Worthless? Anybody get a four eyes? Anybody be called four eyes? I got glasses. I got called four eyes. Man, this is hard with a handheld. All right. I feel like I'm eating a table every time I write this down. Anybody else? Anybody called brace face? Anybody get a brace face? Brace face. Lazy. Yeah. Anybody else? Dumb. One more. One more. Slow. Slow. Is that speed or is that mental? I know for me it was mental. Holy moly. So these are labels that many of us received growing up as a kid. And I, I know for me in my life, I know for me, this is going to be comical just watching the labels the whole service. I know in, me, in my life the labels weren't just from elementary school. They weren't just from middle school. That I received labels in high school, I received labels in college, I received labels as I grew up as an adult, labels as a father, labels as as a husband. And what happens is these labels that we place on ourselves may be labels of not being not being good enough, not smart enough, not pretty enough, not thin enough, for Maybe your label today is, is scared, that you're scared that you won't measure up or be accepted, or maybe your label is angry, that you're angry with yourself, angry with God, angry with your spouse, angry with your kids or your parents. And, and I know in my life, I had a couple childhood labels that I had to deal with, one being lazy and one being ungrateful. Ungrateful. I know in my professional life as an adult and just being in ministry, the label that I carry around with me that's constantly whispering in the the back of my head is not good enough. And here's what happens with these labels in our lives. I want to introduce you to a gentleman by the name of Blob. If you've been in our kids' ministry... You know who Blob is. This is years and years and years of labels that our kids have put as they check out of KidVenture. Years and years. I mean, this thing when we were here five years ago was like half this size. And what happens is in our life is that these labels represent names of kids, but in our lives, they're our labels, right? We put Slow on there and wimp on there and lazy on there. I think all the rest fell fell off. And we go through life carrying these labels. Labels as kids, labels as adults. And every decision we make, every situation we face, this ball of labels that we have is just constantly whispering to us You're not good enough. Not smart enough, doggone it, people like you. Man, you guys have not watched, I don't watch Saturday Night Live anymore, but that was a 90s Saturday Night Live reference. But these labels in our life, we carry them around everywhere that we go. And subconsciously, they're whispering to us and reminding us every time there's an opportunity in our lives, every time um, God lays something on our heart for us to step out and do, it's the labels that keep whispering to us and telling us, no, you can't do that. You won't be good enough. People make fun of you. All these different things. And here's the thing is that God, God knew that you and I would struggle with labels. God knew that you and I for our entire lives would deal with these voices in our head that would constantly give us the negative of what he's designing for us in our lives. And I think that's why he impressed on the Apostle Paul to write this in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. And we're going to hang out here for just a few moments. Paul says this, that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. That the old life is gone and a new life has begun. And I want you to, if you got your Bible, you can highlight it if you got the Bible out. But if you got your Bible, there's three words in this verse that I want you to circle this morning. The first one is the word anyone In the original language, that word means anyone, that anyone who belongs to Christ. In other words, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter how bad your past is. It doesn't matter how true you feel the labor is in your life. That anyone. And the second word that I want you to circle is the word belong. This word in the original language means within the limits. And I don't know if you were here during our series, This Is Us, in week three, when we talked about how we find freedom in our lives. And and one of the things that I talked about, about freedom in Christ, is that freedom is found within the lordship of Jesus. In other words, within the boundaries of the kingdom of God is where we find freedom in our lives. And you can go back and you can listen to that. But basically, the gist of that series was, is that when we step outside of the boundaries of the kingdom of God, when we step outside of what the word of God says for us to do in our lives, when we step outside of who God says that we are, that it's in that area that we experience bondage. But when we live inside of the boundaries of of Jesus Christ and his kingdom, that it's there that we find freedom. And this word belong is saying the exact same thing when we live our lives within the limits or the boundaries of God's kingdom, that we become a new person. Now, this third word that I want you to circle is the word new. And this is crazy. I had never discovered this in this verse until this weekend. You see, Typically, when we think of the word new, we think of a better or cleaner version of whatever the old is, right? And so the idea that we would get a clean slate, the idea that we would be able to start over in our lives, that the things that we had done in our past, the things that have labeled us through the years, that we can get past them, all of that sounds great, but what if I told you this morning that God offers you and I something even better than that? That in the New Testament, there are two Greek words for the word new. The first one is the word neos, which means new of the same kind. Now, this word neos is, 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 is kind of like, so I have, a, I have an issue with shoes. Like, I like, I like shoes. And um, I found a pair of shoes, I guess, a year and a half, two years ago that um, that I loved. And they became my everyday shoes that I, wore, I I wore them all the time. And after a period of time, they got just destroyed. They got dirty. They just looked awful. And so I was at the mall and I went into that same shoe store and the same shoes that I had were 50% off. Now, I couldn't pass up the opportunity to not just buy one more pair of those same shoes but i bought a pair of brown and a pair of black and that is neos it's a new it's it's new of the same kind and then there is the word that's used here in second corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 The word new in the Greek there is kainos, and I may butcher the pronunciation of that, forgive me. But it means that new of a different and superior kind. So where new, the neos is new of the same kind, kainos is new of a different and even better kind. It's kind of like this. Like, if my shoes wear out and I go get another pair of shoes, that's Neos. But if my old shoes wear out and then I go get a jetpack and the jetpack becomes my new mode of transportation where I've got to go, that's Kanos. And Paul says here in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, that anyone. That's all of us who belong to Christ, who live within the boundaries of the kingdom of God, has become a Kanos person, not just new and better of the old kind, but new of an even better superior kind. And it says this: that the old life is gone, the new life, the Canos life, has begun. And so how do, we, how do we live that? Like that sounds amazing, right? It sounds amazing that, that it's not just a new of the same old kind, but new of an even better kind. But how do we do that? And how do we, how do we live the kind of life that keeps, keeps the labels that other people put on us, that sometimes we even put on ourselves? How do we keep those labels from defining who we are And what we become. For me, I found freedom in this area around this one idea or truth, and it's this that the voice that you believe will determine the future that you experience. That the voice that you believe will determine the future that you experience. You see, I think all of us need to understand that there is a huge difference between labels and identity. That Jesus warned us in John chapter 10, verse 10, that the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. He says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And one of the ways that Satan steals, kills, and destroys our lives is through labels. Labels. You see, labels can only be applied from the outside. They can only come from others or ourselves, and they are always generated by opinion rather than reality. And Jesus says that I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. In other words, God has a best life for you and me to experience. And the way that we experience that is recognizing that, that labels come from the outside, that, that labels are something that other people put on us where our identity is something that comes from the inside. Where our labels can only be applied by others, our identity can only be defined by God. And so that means that the voice that we believe will determine the future that we experience. That when we live our lives and we've got our, our blob of, of labels in our life and all the different things that they say about us and it goes with us everywhere that we go in life, our future will be determined by whether we listen to those voices and believe what they have to say about us or whether we choose to listen and believe what God says about us. And the Apostle Paul shows us how to do this in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. He says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And look at this language. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. You know, I think sometimes in our lives, we, we long and desire, I think it's the human nature inside of all of us that, that we could receive a touch from God and all of this go away, but the reality is, and I've learned this in my own life, is that, that this right here of taking captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ is something that is a daily occurrence in our lives. That every day of our lives, there's two voices whispering to us. One is, is, is casting accusation and blame and telling us why we can't do this and why we can't do that. And the other voice is speaking potential. The other voice is, is, is speaking who we are in Christ and what he wants for us in our lives. And whichever voice we choose to believe will determine the future that we experience. The world tries to place labels on us like dumb and lazy and never amount to anything or fat or ugly or addict or unfaithful or too old or too young. But but Paul tells us here that we have to take those thoughts captive. And I love the way that he says it. We have to make it obedient to what God says. We got to make it, I love that language. We got to make it obedient to what God says about us. And what does God say about us? He says that you and I are children of God. He says that we are heirs with Christ, that we are a friend of Jesus, that we are no longer a slave to sin, that we will possess the land, that we are blessed and highly favored, that we are the head and not the tail, that we are a city on a hill, that we are chosen holy and blameless before God, that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, that it lives within us. And the voice that we believe will determine the future that we experience. I love the story of David in the Old Testament, that in 1 Samuel chapter 16, that, that God has had it with King Saul. He's had it with King Saul, who was the king of Israel, and And so he speaks to his prophet Samuel, and he tells him to go to this guy's Jesse's house because God has selected one of Jesse's sons to be the next king. Now, I think this is an interesting story, and I identify a lot with it. And one of the reasons why is because we see David, he's one of eight sons. He's the youngest of all of the sons. And so you can imagine the kind of labels that his brothers put on him through the years. If you're an older brother or older sibling in this room, you know, I'm an older one, and I know the things that I said about my younger brothers and sisters. And if you're a young'un in the room, you know what other people have, have said, what your siblings have said about you. And I think of David here, and I think of him, him, him being the youngest. And, and I want you to check this out. When Samuel arrives on behalf of God and asks to see the sons, Jesse, the father, doesn't even invite David in. Like he brings the seven other brothers into the room, but he leaves David outside tending the animals. In other words, his job was to clean up after all the other animals that were out there. And what that says to me is that that Jesse had put some labels on David, some labels concerning his potential and what he believed in David. And God makes a strong statement to Samuel in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7, and and, and the worship team could come up. He says, but the Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by his appearance or height. He says, for I have rejected him that the Lord doesn't see things the way that you see them. Now watch this. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. That people judge by the outward appearance labels, but the Lord looks at the heart, our identity, our potential. And he says, he says in 1 Samuel 16, 11 through 12, a couple verses later, says, then Samuel asked, are these all the sons that you have? And Jesse replies, there is still the youngest, but he's out in the fields watching the sheep and the goats. Send for him at once, Samuel said, we will not sit down to eat until he arrives. And in verse 12, it says, so Jesse sent for him that he was dark and handsome with beautiful eyes. Now, I I have no idea why that's just dropped right in the middle of Scripture, but I find that interesting. And he says, And the Lord said, This is the one, anoint him. This is the one, anoint him. And I find this so fascinating because if it wasn't for Samuel, who was God's prophet, intervene, David might have spent the rest of his life behind the label of his father and his brothers. See, I believe that just as God placed Samuel in David's path to call him out from behind the label that his own family had put on him, that I feel like maybe, maybe God has put me in your path to call you out from behind of the labels of your life, to say to you this morning, quit allowing your labels to determine your value and start allowing your identity in Christ to determine your value. And I love this story, and I identify with it so much because in my rearview mirror is a lot of hurt. and It's a lot of pain. Some I caused on my own and some that I didn't cause at all, but I had to walk through it, and I had to experience it. And, and my guess is, is that you're no different than me. Our shortcomings may be different, our background may be different, but my guess is is that that even today, you wear labels that have been placed on you through the years by others or even by yourself. And just like Jesse, who couldn't even see the potential of his son David, that others might not see the potential, and even worse, you might not see your potential. And I love, I love that part where God says that people look on the outside, but God looks in the heart. Friend, I'll tell you right now that there is more potential inside of you than you could ever imagine. There's more that God wants to do in your life than you could ever fathom. His word says it like this, that he will do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ever ask or think. That friend, there is a God's best for your life. And you and I can experience it. But the only way that we can experience it is when we quit listening to the voice of our labels and we start listening to the voice of our Creator. And how do we do that? Through His Word. We hear his voice in our lives through his word. And, and I think that's why the enemy works so hard at trying to distract us and to pull us away from spending time in his word. Because without his word, the only voice we have to listen to is the voice of others' labels, our own labels. and God doesn't want us to live in the shadows of our past for the rest of our lives. That he wants us to receive a new, a Canos life. Not just a new, newer version of the old, but a new version that is completely different a new version that is so much better than the old. Like, I don't, I don't want to just be a better old Ryan. I want to be the person that God has created me to be. And the only way that we can live that and experience that is by believing his voice, not the voice of others. Would you bow your head with me this morning and just close your eyes? I want to pray for those of you that might be here. Maybe you're watching online and and your life looks a lot like this ball. Like just year after year after year of people sticking their labels on you. Year after year of you sticking your own labels on yourself and And as somebody that's walked through that journey themselves, I want to I pray for you today. And so if that's you this morning, just right there where you're seated, right there where you're seated, I just want you to slip up your hand and you're going put it back down. And it's just, a, it's just a faith statement of saying, God, I'm tired of these labels defining who I am. I'm tired of these labels determining the kind of future that I experience. Father, you see the hands that have gone up this morning. Father, you see the hearts of those that are watching online. God, the enemy tries to steal, kill, and destroy our lives by placing labels from our past and the mistakes and the regrets that, those, that we have to live in the shadow of those, thinking that we have to live in that for the rest of our lives. But God, your son said that you have come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. That any of us that belong to you, that live within the parameters of your kingdom, that we can have a Kano's life, that not just a, a newer version of the old, but but a new that's far better than the old. And Lord, I pray that today over my friends. Lord, I pray that right now in this moment that they would sense the presence of your Holy Spirit beginning to work within them. God, I pray that there would be a a deeper passion and desire to get into your word, a passion and desire to take every thought captive and, and to make it obedient to what you say about them. Lord, let this today be a defining moment in their lives. A moment that they step out of the past and into the future of what you've designed for them. With every head bowed and eye closed, maybe there's some of you here today or some watching online and You've never made a decision to follow Christ. My challenge to you today is to let God put his label on you. Child of God. Heir to the kingdom. And I want to lead you in that prayer today. If that's you, just slip your hand up and you can put it back down. Again, it's just a a faith declaration of where you're at and making a decision that you want to move forward in the things of God. If you raised your hand today, I want you to repeat this prayer with me and just don't repeat it just as words out of your mouth, but let it come from the depth of your heart and church family repeat it with me today thank you Jesus for dying for my sins I surrender my life to you forgive me change me and come live inside of me And with all of my heart I'm going to live for you in Jesus name Amen. Church family, would you help me congratulate those that prayed that prayer today? <laughs> Friend, that's the most important prayer that you'll ever pray in your life. You know, if you did pray that prayer, there's. I just want to mention a few next steps for you this morning, that if you did pray that prayer, that's not the finish line, it's the starting line. It's the new journey of a new life, a Kano's life and we want to come alongside of you with that. At the end of our service today, our our prayer team is going to be up here, and you can come down and and talk with one of them, and they would love to pray with you and, and kind of help you get started on this new journey. I want to also mention that our team will be up here, that if you're just walking through something today, and you just need somebody to come in agreement with you, you just need somebody to pray with you, that they would love to be able to do that, and and then finally, if today's your first time, welcome home. Make sure you stop by guest services on your way out, get your free gift, and we'd love the opportunity to make a donation today on your behalf for being here. Listen, we're gonna prepare our hearts to worship the Lord with our giving, and you'll see ways that you can you can give up on the screens. You'll see that if you're at home, you'll see it on the screen as well, and we just... We thank you for your faithfulness and your generosity that God has placed us here for such a time as this, not to play it safe, not to be about ourselves, but to be about the Father's business. And one of the ways that we are about the Father's business is with our giving, that as God has freely given to us, that we freely give back, So that the story you and I get to tell other people about the transformation that we've experienced in our own life, you and I get a part to play in helping other people experience that kind of transformation in their lives. And so you can see how to give. There's there's offering envelopes in the seat back in front of you and the the black uh, boxes are on the walls as you go out today. Would you stand with us? This morning I wanna pray over your giving and then our team's gonna sing us out with one more song. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word today. We thank you, Father, that we have a new Canos life in you. And Father, help us to not hold that to ourselves. but today as we give, as we are faithful and obedient, Lord, I pray that you would multiply it, not just in our lives, but in the lives of others, the life of this church, that we may be able to reach the lost, that they too might experience the Kano's life. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: We pray right now that God uses this message to plant good eternal seeds deep into your soul. For more information, visit our website, evangelag.org. Evangel's all about making the name of Jesus famous and his church glorious. We love God, love people, and love life, and we're here for you, working to help draw people from impossible situations into a loving and friendly circle of hope where answers are found and acceptance is given. We invite you to join us for any of our services, Sunday mornings at 10.30 and Wednesday evenings at 7.00. We're located at 2300 Old Bainbridge Road in Tallahassee. We have fantastic programs for kids and youth and small groups to make deeper connections. And we pray that God blesses you richly and abundantly as you continue to seek Him first in all of your life.